There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to Propaganda. This is the show where we find out what's been said about Leeds United. It comes in two parts. First of all, we find out what has been said about Leeds United by our fans. We're doing two games in this. It's Brighton and Palace. Possibly a little bit of contrast there. Should mention this is brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We have uh, audio and video as well. So find us on YouTube. Find us on your podcast app and let's get into it then. Our TSB Plus subscribers sent us their feedback on the match balls. Uh, we should say we're recording this Wednesday lunchtime. So barely, what, 12 hours since we left last night? I do feel like I was in this room minutes ago, <laughs> I have to say. Which we were. Did, uh, did you manage much sleep after Palace? It was about two, I think, when I got to sleep. Three o'clock for me. Yeah, yeah, I was the same. I went a bit delirious when I went home. It, was, it sort of hit me and I just realised how fried my brain was. <laughs> got a bit giddy, didn't it? Um, yeah, and then I woke up at six when the dogs wanted to go out. So that was a bit grim. Actually, I nearly made my kids late for school. Because oh, right. I was just like... Ah, another five minutes, another five minutes. <laughs> and then the, I forget how uncooperative they are when it comes to being like, because for me, half an hour is enough time to leave the house. Like it's, it's fine. But when you're like, no, honestly, you need to hurry up. Yeah, you need to, uh, you, you, you're five now. You need to take responsibility for yourselves. <laughs> they're eight. They're eight. They'll be fine. <laughs> we can walk soon. Yeah. <laughs> they can't walk yet. To school. Oh, I mean, right. Thank not, God for that. not in general. Anyway, the general theme post Brighton was that the world was awful, wasn't it? It, it was a, both on our feedback form on Twitter, I looked on Wacko. The theme was either people being pissed off that we're not very good anymore, and then other people were pissed off at the people who were pissed off, saying they shouldn't be because this is actually good and we're being really ungrateful and there's nothing wrong actually. And it was essentially that you and Moscow represented. <laughs> I feel right. in the argument you had. God, it feels like a lifetime ago. It does, doesn't it? I mean, Rick Hall has been digging me out as well, suggesting stops trying to start arguments, sensationalise things, which is not what he's come to expect from us. Well, sorry, that's me told, isn't it? But the point is, right, you, you can't ignore like the issues that are there in this side. And we, even with Palace, and Palace was a great win and stuff, but we, we all know that we're a bit toothless going forward, don't we? Mm. So I'm not going to ignore things that, you know, when questions need asking, they're going to need asking. And... With games like Brighton, where we were toothless all over the park, you've got to sort of ask about it, haven't you? I mean, I can't pretend stuff's not happening. And if you don't ask about it, someone else will be annoyed yeah. that you've not asked about it. People <laughs> will be like, why are you just pretending we don't need a strike when we don't need a midfielder when we clearly do? You're like, oh, but then it annoys someone else. So 
And, and it's because we're not winning games, everyone's everyone's edgy. And this as well, Rick. Stop trying to start, sensationalize things. Mainstream, trying to appeal to a different audience. No, I'm not. There's not that much cynicism or thought goes into it. I'll just say what's in my head. That's how it he's, works. Like we're not. We're trying to become Rick, Arsenal. He's useless. He's not, he's not trying to appeal to anyone. We're trying to become Arsenal TV or, jo- or fucking Johnny United, as he puts it. Keep up the good work. Oh, that, that's finished. That's the sign off at the end, which means I do like you, but don't be dickhead. We're not trying to be dickheads. We were really well. Look, I mean, I, mean, I was. I was sat there like a an awkward an awkward child listening to his parents argue. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and the thing is, you know, like it's just shooting from the hip on the match ball. There's no preparation for it. I feel glum after we um, after we lose or don't perform well, and I feel giddy when we when things are great like last night. But you know, we, we were a penalty away from the same result from both games, weren't we? So thanks, Rick, but I will be ignoring you. Um, <laughs> Aiden wasn't happy, was he? I'm just looking at the comments from Aiden about everything being awful. Get his shit. Um, he did. He did pick out a few positives in fairness, but just saying times we worried and Phillips saying, "Good God, we were awful." In the circumstances, that was a good nil-nil. The kit, um, the kit doesn't need mentioning. Had you Bad. said we were managed by Big Sam for that Brighton match, I wouldn't have argued with you. Mm, um, I'm against the lilac kit, I'm afraid to say. That's my mind made up. Yeah. And I, I warned in the run-up to this, I've been played it on FIFA, it's not a good on the eyes. It wasn't good on the telly either. And we've not played well in it yet, have we? I don't think. No, but we're unbeaten it's, in it as well. We're unbeaten in it. Played Newcastle, didn't we? Is that? The only two? Newcastle and Brighton. Ah, so, oh, well, they were both bad. <laughs> bad vibes, anyway. <laughs> I got bad feelings from both of those games. Yeah, and a, a point is a point was made by several people as well. The totally own Mad Ken Starling. Mm. I don't know who that is. Is that a, a fictional character, Mad Ken <laughs> Starling? Or is he just mad? I don't know. Uh, Ender and Hilton as well, all just kind of saying it was a bit of a scraped and slightly undeserved point. But mm. we did we did get a point. We did, yeah. And, you know, we said, didn't we, last night on the match ball for, for Palace, it looks better now we got that three against um, against Palace. Yeah, and, and Mad Ken making the point that... I like to think he's acquired that name in the local pub, by the way. <laughs> he's known as Mad Ken just in local circles. After a glassing or something. <laughs> Someone sits in his seat. You know, <laughs> That's Mad Ken's seat, don't sit there. But yeah, he was making the point, so maybe we would need to change our mentality a, a slightly because we weren't great, but then we did draw against a team that's been in the top 10 all season and mm. they beat us twice last year. So, yeah. The fact is we should have lost, is, yeah. the, is I guess the thing. If we'd have got a deserved point, I'd be maybe more on board with it, but as it was, we we left with the point because you don't well, you don't always get what you, you don't always get what you deserve in football as Palace now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I, I think well, I mean, we'll talk about Palace in a minute, but I on reflection, I don't think they really did deserve anything from that game. I think we did. I convinced myself mm. on the way home. I was thinking about it and watching Palace clips this morning. I was thinking actually, yeah, they didn't they didn't have much to the no. So and owning Christian Benteke is reason enough to not score goals. <laughs> Um, Forshaw picked out as a, a positive point as well down at Brighton, it, particularly his running. He did, he did more running for us than anyone else. Was it for this whole season? For the whole season. That's a lot of running for a man who's got broken hips. Yeah, I think I've mentioned it on the matchbox. I noticed he, he just seemed to be constantly sprinted about the place. And uh, yeah, he was uh, his top top of the season. I think Calvin against uh, Burnley, I think, was second, but he was a good like half kilometre behind him, I think. And then he did it all again last night as well for 90 minutes, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, the most surprising thing. I think even Bielsa wasn't expected him to be this fit and this good for two games in a row in the space of four days or whatever it is and just to prove the point that we were making above with Rick about you know horses for courses and all that sinking feeling the ever positive <laughs> sinking feeling suggested there was too much laughter and too many smiles on the match ball and after that performance it, it should have been outright misery if you can't say anything miserable don't say anything <laughs> at all but there you go he also said he felt like I'm being badgered into being more positive than I am <laughs> <laughs> let him drown in pessimism let him suckle from the teeth of gloom <laughs> as we all know this season is going to get worse as it did last night 
But, you know, it's it's just the case, isn't it? You, you, you ride the wave. And we were talking about it last night on the Palace match ball about at some points I'm making peace with the idea that the championship's the best place for us, you know, during that game. And then before you know it, by the end, I'm like, yes, we're never going to championship again. This is brilliant. You know, so. He probably is right in that I am, I am occasionally pushed into being more positive than I, than I naturally am. But I think that's a good thing because I'm aware that my levels of negativity are not, trying are not to, always helpful. You're trying to appeal to a different audience. Now you've gone mainstream and now you're on YouTube. <laughs> Sick of it. People who've known me for a long time will know I've always just, been a miserable bastard. Just be authentic, Michael. Otherwise, Rick will be on digging you out. Well, you've taken it personally. Rick, I thought your criticism was fine. <laughs> you, just keep it short next time. Just say Dan's a, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Moscow. Absolutely fine. He's not here to defend himself, so um, more Moscow than me, probably, I think. Urente, uh, Zach had a word about that, saying we were too soft on him for his performance at Brighton. But then again, you know, he was dead good last night, so, you know, yin and yang and all that. Uh, Melier, again, a, a theme we will, I'm sure we'll run through these, picked out as being great by Webby, and loads of hero nominations in for him, which we'll do on the main weekly show. Bielsa. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, getting some criticism. And some from, um, in fairness, some from last night as well, even though we won. Just concern. Essentially, it's mm. all it is. People are just people are just a little bit. I know you hesitate then trying to find the right word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't want anyone to. Uh, no one is outright slagging him off. I think is the thing because everyone's still. Well, he's, he's a sacred cow, isn't he? You can't say anything bad about Bielsa, and I don't want to say anything bad about Bielsa. Yeah, but I think he's just saying that Peter's making the point that his selection of Firpo and Rodrigo, Rodrigo. were were maybe not particularly justified. Mm. But then again, you're assessing that after we saw them play, I suppose. And it didn't work, did it? And Firpo had a, a disastrous... And much the game. same as we were judging them based on Palace after they came on last night. And like Firpo was much, much better, wasn't he? Even Phillips got a little bit of a knock from grumpy git Kev, saying he's out of sorts. What do we think? He's had a big bust up with Bielsa, I've heard. Yeah, he? fact. I think that's been <laughs> established now, hasn't it? We, we've got to say controversial things now we're doing this mainstream thing. <laughs> I had a rumour that he went into his desk and did a shit in one of his drawers. Is that true? That, that well, it is a fact. Which, and then Bielsa sparked him out and that's why he's got the cut on his eye. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all fact. Is that verified? Yep. Is, is that something? a Thorpe Arch source has confirmed? Uh, Calvin told me. All oh, right. And Bielsa. Mm-hmm. They both told me in person. It sounds like something that happened in a previous workplace that you just had. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly got to that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 they're never, never proven. Uh, but no, there, there doesn't seem to be any fallout. Calvin, in fact, after yesterday's game was, you know, trying his best, clearly, to get rid of this as a rumour, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, in praising Bielsa. But he never said anything bad in the first place. No, he just, was... he just, he just, it was what he didn't say, wasn't it? And people took what he didn't say as the real truth of the matter. Because mm. why did he play you back there? Don't really know. And as Moscow pointed out, he's done this in a lot of interviews. He'll, you know, he's kind of just humble and kind of, well, I don't really know, I just follow the instructions kind of... Uh, vibe about it all, it was I just thought. him being himself wasn't it which yeah. I think is all the more impressive how he came out last night and put it to bed when he can be a little bit awkward in interviews sometimes and mm. not really know he was like nah I'm, I'm, I've got a message now which was good and it, I think he has been slightly below par this season mm. but that's you know he's been brilliant for a few years in a row now so form does go up and down a bit sometimes doesn't it I think in the same way as, as soon as we play badly it's a burnout Bielsa's knackered them all up because Calvin is now a star and an England international, there's a I think there's a, a tendency for people to go towards the oh, I think she's too good for it side of things, which maybe maybe it's true, but I don't think it is. Well, I weirdly, think it, as much as we said it, he was out of sorts. That all started off after the Tottenham game where he was excellent, and then mm-hmm. he had one bad half at Brighton among a terrible half among all the players, and it's like oh yeah, they've got to have fallen out. That's the only. And the key thing that you've said it there is all the players. No one's been mm-hmm. in great sparkling form. 
no. this season, um, with the exception probably of Rafinha, who's been the only one to look like make, you know making things happen a lot of the time. And and you know maybe the England stuff was a, a bit of a distraction in a sense that you know it pulled him into that orbit. And then he didn't really have a break afterwards. And he's kind of rolled straight through from mm. the tournament into this season. Yeah, and, the, the actual practicalities a, of playing for England could be an issue, but I don't... Harry Maguire's dealing with it well, isn't he, this season? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the narrative that now he plays for England, he thinks he's too good to play for us and therefore he's playing badly to make some sort of point of not getting a transfer by playing worse. So he <laughs> has to stay for longer. Who I don't, knows? I don't understand the, the thinking of it necessarily. Calvin's earned a break, I think, in the same way as... You know, Bielsa has. In the, I don't feel particularly inclined to criticise him yet because he's been dead good for years. And just to draw a line under Brighton, Chris does point out in the uh, in the feedback that we did this last season. You know, we were we were terrible against Brighton in both games, which is fair enough. And we did wonder sometimes maybe just the manager just has a hex on Bielsa. Gary Monk had it. Maybe Potter's got it. Mm. They did counter us pretty well, and they. I saw the. Um, I can't remember who tweeted it now, but I saw some. Of like the most progressive yards stats, and it was basically Brighton defenders because they. What does set, that mean? It defenders running with the ball, right? Which they did well against us because we, they have not called it DRB. What's that? Defenders running with the ball. <laughs> defenders running with the ball. Yeah, it's defenders picking up the ball and just running straight through the middle of the pitch, which they did do fairly consistently against us. Good. So that was a bit of a problem. But he does seem to, he does seem to not have his number as such. Well, maybe he does. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying again. I'm trying to defend Bielsa. He's not beaten Potter yet, has he? So, yeah, he's, he's not completely like immortal, untouchable, is he? No, no. And he, the thing is, with football, you know, it's it's fine. Sometimes the opposition manager does something that, that is better than something you would have which, done, which isn't fair. And we don't like it, but it's also true. But I was going to say before when I utter the phrase, none of it matters, and none of it matters because of this. Let's just let's just sit back and bask in this. You'll hear some crowd noise, and then you'll soon realize what's happening. Nice, wasn't it? That was we should, we should give credit first yep. of all. It's for uh, United Revolution and uh, UR underscore Leeds on Twitter. Yeah, where that clip came from. Yeah, where else in the world can you shout like that? <laughs> Great, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I sit here in the cold light of daylight. I popped into Little Asda near me and dropped off a parcel earlier on. I won't behave like that in there. No, but you can do in Ellen Road, can't you? <laughs> Even if good things happen elsewhere, you can't shout like that, can you? No, you get like a you know, you find a fiver on the floor, you're not allowed to pick <laughs> it up, but yeah. Yes! School reports home. <laughs> he's doing he's top of the class. Don't scream about it, do you? It's um <laughs> something very primal about it. But yeah, it was uh, it was a lovely moment. It was very nice. Although there was a lot of suffering attached to it last night. <laughs> Just nerves shredded. And uh, I think this is from Philip rather than the Lord himself, but it says Philip dash Jesus Christ. <laughs> that palace game nearly shredded me. We were good, we weren't good, we battled, we looked like we bottled it, and then Rafa Cool as a million icicles, scored the penalty. Jesus Christ, this season might kill me. <laughs> I think Phil Hay tweeted something to that effect, didn't he, last night? Mm. And it is, I, I've kind of, uh, and I think Moscow's actually mentioned it in his, his match report today on the blog. I've kind of, I've come to terms with the fact it's going to be a bit of a grind this season and it's going to be a battle, but it's quite fun as well, isn't it, at times? You know, when it, when it goes in your favour, 
It's quite well, fun. Well, and, for, for the for the brief minute at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, but that's as we said last night, that's this is these are the moments we live for. Yeah. East Lower Paul saying, I thought we just about deserved the win, but my God, every game is still an effort. My heart can't take it. And that is a bit how it feels at the moment. Until we get consistently like a good six or seven points above the relegation zone and we, we can't see a horrific patch of games on the horizon. If once we get that, it's it's gonna start feeling a bit better and I think we can all relax a bit more, but it just is still all far too tense. We were um, we were talking after Brighton how we're veering from one thing to the other, and I think mm. looking back at their reaction to these two games kind of sums it up that there's such a a wild fluctuation between doom and joy, and I think maybe it's just confusing, isn't it? And I guess there's not a rational explanation to how we've been playing or how this season has gone. So as much as we're trying to reach one or try to find a correct answer. There isn't one, is there? It's just a bit mad and maybe we need to embrace that as yeah. terrible, well, as well, terrifying as it is. That's the point I was trying to make in relation to, not that it's affected me at all, but Rick's comments about us, you know, changing. <laughs> we're not changing style, it's just that this is this is new territory for us. Like, I haven't seen Leeds in the Premier League for however long, 16 years. Mm. And I'm just coming to terms with it. Like, last season felt a bit unreal because it was all watched via telly. And then... It's very, very real now, isn't it? It is very real. Which is and good. It, and it is more of a struggle this season and it's more difficult and it's going to be more difficult like I know we were we're only two points worse off than we were this time last season but it's felt mentally tougher I think I don't know about you maybe because we're that much closer to it I don't know I think it feels mentally tougher because I even though I didn't expect this to maybe be quite as good as we were last year I think I expected us to be better than we have been yeah and it's come as a bit of a a wake-up call to me that I'm a bit like oh no we could still go down I thought that the tough bit was getting out of the championship because we'd spent so long trying to do it. Then last year we made it look quite easy. And so this year I'm thinking, ah, I've got a lot of bookmarks saved, to be perfectly honest, of people who are saying we're going to have second syndrome and go yeah. second season syndrome <laughs> and go down. And I've sort of sometimes look at them and I think, oh no. <laughs> what have all, I done? They're all right. I'm ready to retweet them all when we're safe. <laughs> yeah. But um Yeah. But the point is, and I think this is the other thing that we're coming to terms with, the other realisation is that this league's not very good. Look at that table. It's not, you know, we were mm. laughing last night about being closer to the European spots now in terms of points than relegation. It's, it's insane, isn't it? It's insane how average you can be. Like, it's like we were saying last night, Rob, Spurs have lost five games and just about everybody barring the top three or four have all lost five games or thereabouts because it's just a very mediocre beneath the top lot. It's interesting that we've been chatting about a lack of cutting edge and you know not looking threatening in attack and then The Athletic published a piece this morning talking about how there's no goal scorers really this season. I think of, mm. of the players to have scored five goals, I think there's 10 in the league. Six of them are from either Liverpool or Watford, weirdly. And then no one else is really scoring goals. And then Bielsa, in his pre-match press conference, was talking about how the running stats are down across the whole league. Mm. And I don't know if just maybe everyone's a bit broken. And those top, six, top four, five, six clubs have got the wealth where they've just bought and signed quite aggressively and have fixed their squads, which were kind of a bit broken last season. But then everyone else is kind of getting their shit together still. Mm. Mm. Just to give it a bit of context on the league as well, if, we, if we'd got the penalty at Newcastle, which we definitely should have done, that we should have put us two up, we probably would have won that. If we had two more points, we'd be 11th now. Right, exactly. I know there are games in hand because there are games to be played tonight, aren't there? But still, like 11th feels... Everybody Everyone's this, happy with that. Everyone in this group is taking points off just about everybody. There's yeah. no... Like, we haven't got that kind of breakaway 7th, 8th, ninth clutch of teams like Everton are just above us in the league that's mental because I thought they looked really good at Ellen Road at the start of the mm. season but they were, they were fourth after about three or four games weren't they they, oh, they kind of got yeah. off to a good start and yeah our point and now it looks like drop points what are we doing well Tom, <laughs> said, Tom says we let's not get complacent this league might be shit I'm saying that but Tom said we got lucky in different ways in each game with the result four points from these two games is okay 
but we can't act like it's mission accomplished as I feel we have done so far this season when scraping a win or a draw. We have a long winter ahead of us. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Cheer up. I think he's probably right. No, he is right. Yeah, but looking, looking at the games we have coming up, it is, it's kind of hard to see where the points are coming from. But if you're, not after, allowed, after if, you, if you're not allowed to enjoy moments in the short term, why are you even bothering with football? You can't always be pragmatic. You can't always say, oh, well, this, yeah, this is fine, but look, we've got Man City again soon or Chelsea. I don't care. I'm trying to enjoy, I'm trying to get the enjoyment out of this. It's so long since we did all this. Mm. But I'm saying, I can't remember I said it to you yesterday, but like, I was really looking forward to last night because I've not seen Ellen Road under the lights for uh, two years or more. And then Premier League, 16 years under the lights. So and those enjoy it. Those games against City and Liverpool and whatnot, they might be fun as well. You know, like, we don't actually know that or not until it happens. So who knows? Yeah, Man City away last year, you'd have looked at that and you'd have been like, well, obviously nothing mm. from that. And the truth is, nobody's getting complacent, are they? Because we are all pointing out that we've got this hard run of games, which is why there's pressure on these to get points. Yeah, I'm still panicking. That's any consolation. I'm I'm still... um... You need to be more negative. You need to be less negative. You need to be more mainstream. You need to be less mainstream. All of those things, please. Whatever it is. You've really taken it badly. Nah, I'm just just running with the theme. Just running with the theme. Clicky. Craig, um, Timothy, all asking about... Mm. Clicky, is he he broken? does seem to be. There was, I think, some comments from Brighton, I think, about... Do you play at Brighton? Christ, I can't no, remember. Did. I don't think he did, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he was anonymous. Maybe, maybe it was a previous week, I can't remember. Yeah, it's an ongoing theme anyway, is what's happened to him. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he put in a hell of a shift in the first half against Palace, didn't he? He did a lot of running around without necessarily being effective in terms of link-up play, but he was fine in that, like in that opening spell when it was all a bit hell for leather in the first 15, I thought he was good. Yeah, Bielsa singled him out. He went a bit Harry Redknapp. He said he had a big, big, big effort. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought he was fine. I don't know, I... I'm kind of sympathetic to Odd because I really like him, but um, I forgot what I was going to say to so move him <laughs> I think we've That's how good he is. This morning you've turned the calendar over yeah. behind you down, which you can't quite see, but um, but here is uh, here is as a slightly tired-looking click must be said um, <laughs> on our calendar for this year. I think we've got Rafinha in next December, haven't we? On the new one, so that's some, brave. Something to look forward to. Uh, I think it's because at this point last season. He just had adapted so well to the Premier League. Yeah, and they also was talking about him playing for a Champions League team, wasn't it? And yeah. then he basically dropped off a cliff after yeah. that. He did, but I don't know if people are still kind of reading into that. That's what I was going to say was that have we kind of forgotten what Click does and what makes him good? Like he isn't a guy who dominates a game and gets on the ball and he's mm. passing everywhere and he's spraying it around the pitch. He is kind of a, a strange, unique player in that he, he kind of runs about a lot and leads the press a little bit and then he's just gets on the ball in strange little spaces and he's neat and tidy. But again, like I say, he's not like a foreshot who dominates the ball. So I don't mm. know if people are just maybe forgetting what Click is like in a way. Yeah, possibly. I think he's he's not scored in a while either, has he? That mm. was the. It felt like there was a time when we could kind of rely on him for a goal, um, and it, that seems to have, he seems to have lost some of that threat. But that was only really like his first six months when he was yeah. in the team, and we started singing that song, and then he stopped <laughs> scoring. <laughs> How old yeah. is he now? I'm just having a look because I'm just you know got to bear in mind he's he's no spring chicken anymore, and he has he has. Played a lot of football. He he's just never 30, gets He's thirty-one. Rest. He's going to be thirty-two in June. Maybe we should give him December off. Yeah, we've, just, we've already said we're not going to win those games. Let him have a rest. Mm. Well, are they going to the World Cup next December? He'll certainly have next December off, won't he? Mm. Who else have we got then on the uh, on the list for sure? About being brilliant and consistent, Aiden and, and Mad Ken again is back, saying that um, we've got enough players in form as well, including for sure. So you got Dallas, James, Rafinha, all starting to to pull uh, pull their weight. And uh, Forshaw dictated our play all night and never stopped running our showing for the ball. Immense. It was good. Dallas got a mention as well for um, for cupping Rafinha, which was nice. Yeah, we uh, missed that, didn't we, last uh, night? Full yeah. time. And it was a right badger on Twitter 
did made a little clip of him and he's uh, Rafinha goes over to him and Stuart Dallas grabs him and says, "Size are them." Yeah, <laughs> so he says to him, talking about his cojones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Adcham does uh, does comment as well. Just how big are the bollocks on Rafinha? Very quiet all match. Looked cold. Then stepped up and did that. I was very proud actually of Rafinha turning out in. You know, I know there was a very small corner of Twitter didn't like him in tights at Brighton at all. Whereas yesterday he was in short sleeves, no base layer, shorts and socks, admittedly pulled up over his knees like sexy Brazilian stockings. But yeah, he was just out there in the uh, in your standard garb and running around like a madman. I thought he was all right yesterday. Someone said he was very quiet, but I thought Rafinha. he was... Uh, yeah. I think we struggled to get him into the game after that first 15 minutes, but then as Moscow pointed out last week, you do have to give credit to the opposition. You're not playing against nobody, mm-hmm. are you? You're always playing against another team. So. I, I thought he was quiet too, but then I saw Amazon did a, like a highlights compilation of him and you thought, bloody hell, there's some really good mm-hmm. stuff in there. Like his passing is excellent, which maybe he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but the way he switches play is brilliant. Yeah, yeah you see the highlights back and you think, fucking hell, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. there was that, that moment when he, he got it on the right-hand side just in front of the East stand and there was the switch on and everyone saw it and kind of willed him to do it, but he had a man coming in on this side. So he just cut it back to his left, beat the man, and stuck it over to Dan James. You're like, oh, you're just so good. It's a, it's a very high bar now for Rafinha, isn't it? Mm. That's the thing. If he's not, you know, triple nutmegging someone and sticking it in the top corner, people are like, ah, he was fine, wasn't he? He got man of the match as well in what was admittedly a quite a low quality game, as Ali McCoy put it. Because I watched back the uh, the sort of last ten minutes last night when I was all giddy in the house. Did some nice dancing too. Some praise for Furpo as well, which I think we should mention because um, Matt and uh, East Low Paul both. Saying how good he was at overlapping with uh, with Dan James on the yeah. on the left hand side and, and after, underla- underlapping as well, he, he managed to get a bit of that going on. And after the yeah. incredibly dodgy start that he'd had coming <laughs> off the dodgy start and end at Brighton, it felt like it was it could be a potentially a long half for him again. But as it was, he recovered. And I thought it was if you can take out the first two minutes of his performance, I thought it was great. Yeah, he finally looked like he'd settled a little bit, didn't he? And um, he really enjoyed it in the um, little uh, lap of appreciation. Just as, just as we shouldn't have written him off after Brighton, we shouldn't equally say he's fixed and everything's <laughs> fine now after a, a good yeah. 40 a, minutes here either. Terrible but. 45 minutes and a good 40 minutes and, and hopefully we'll start to level It out. was nice for him to do it in the next game as well so there's not a big weight and mm. a big uh, anticipation of, oh God, for post back, what's he going to be like? It's just like, no, next game he plays, he's fine, yeah. cool. And it taps into what Luke Aylin was saying as well to Phil Hay in that interview that he did about actually they quite enjoyed the championship and the game's coming thick and fast and playing 50 times a year because there's always the chance to write the things that have gone wrong. And Leeds probably benefited from that after what was a bit of a turgid performance at Brighton to be able to uh, mm. bring that one out last night. It was uh, it was far, far better, wasn't it? It was, in truth as well, it, it was a fairly kind fixture for us to get because they've, they're they not in great form. A home game that seemed winnable. Like if, we, if you're going off the Brighton performance to, you know, Man City away, you do start thinking, oh, well, this pro- it's probably not going to be this week we get our form back. But we've got, we did have the chance to sort of redeem ourselves fairly quickly which was which was well it's not fortunate because you play everyone don't you at some point but it's just the way it's fallen <laughs> yeah. um, it, but it, it feels like we've kind of got that the Brighton game out of the way that run of games we've got coming up if that was coming up after Brighton yeah. you're all of a sudden then going bloody hell we really need to beat Brighton because now we've got this Whereas, it, it did feel I think maybe like, I mean I don't know without you know scientifically checking this but the, the, the difficult fixtures were a bit more spread out last season so you'd have one that looked quite difficult then the two that you think oh fair enough and then mm. you know one mediocre then one really difficult one Whereas we've got them all put together in a big clumpy. I know we had a, we had a couple of testy months last time, but we came through them all right, didn't we? Because we had like Man City and Arsenal. I think we were classing Arsenal as quite good back then. None of them won at Ellen Road, did they? The big yeah. six. So so called big six, Rob. I think you're to yes, refer to the to Super them. League six. Yeah. Um, what else have we got then? Palace's style was mentioned by uh, by Gary Furnival. Uh, the time wasting. 
from mm-hmm. early on in the second half. And again, going back to Moscow's match report on this, find it on the blog, it's always a good sign when teams start doing this against us because it means they're basically trying to contain our game rather than impose theirs on us. Yeah, I think this is one thing I reflected on when deciding whether or not we deserved to win. And we did because of that. They yeah. were they were clearly not particularly bothered about winning it. They were, it was if they get a break and they score, fine. But they weren't they were never trying to put sustained pressure or take any real risks to score goals. I said so. that last night, I think, that at about seventy five minutes you saw that they'd settled for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we deserve good, to win. Good that they got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the ref actually, we mentioned Kevin Friend. Uh, Soldier Wilson says Kevin Friend had a fair game, gave us a penalty. One of the good things about Bielsa is that he doesn't moan on about the refs, unlike you three Warnocks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't mind fans moaning about refs, but I'm kind of glad Bielsa doesn't. Yeah. Even though it might cost us a bit. Mm. I feel like it's refreshing to have him give an assessment of the game without criticising the referee. Whereas to go back to Warnock, couldn't even if we you'd lose like 4 0 and he'd still find something to criticise the referee for, and you'd be like, well, not really, Neil. We didn't have any shots. And. You know they had about forty, so maybe maybe not getting a free kick in the in the thirtieth minute wasn't the, the deciding factor. I don't think we wanted to talk about the ref too much after Brighton anyway, did we? Because we were that bad. We all mm. said yeah, it's probably not the ref's fault. As he might have been a bit irritating, but that's not why we've drawn the game. Yeah, I think my irritants, uh, irritation, sorry, with refs is quite a low level one this season. It's just like little things like Klopp being allowed to come onto the pitch mm. and ref that Harvey Elliott incident and then Zaha in his ear all night. And maybe it's just because our players, by and large, don't get in their ear, but I was dead pleased that they all got up in his grill mm. last night about the penalty. It's really, uh, to defend referees for a bit as well, I think the whole VAR thing has made their job really difficult because they're constantly trying to second guess whether they should they'll let the play go in case something in case a goal scored and then if they've stopped it they can VR can overturn it but they don't want to constantly second guessing yourself that's aren't what I mean you? yeah. you're, not, you're no longer just calling the the game as you see it at the moment because you're thinking right well I think he was probably fouled there but I let it go because the goal might be scored and I don't want to not let a goal be scored because I've, I've stopped the game for something that didn't happen but then like a team can win a corner off it and it doesn't get pulled back then for that mm. for the original foul and then a, if they score from the corner that was should have been stopped yeah. because of a previous foul yeah. there's so many things that can go wrong with VAR I think that that it does play on referees minds and the guidance they're given has changed quite a bit within the last year as well I think of how to use it so you contrast it to this point last season when it felt like it was being used for every they were looking at every goal in forensic detail trying to find a little push or you know Patrick Bamford's armpit offside or something it's it's all very difficult for them mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think, that, I think that's fair. But I've defended him enough. I don't like him. Yeah, my, but my my irritants comes from like the weakness of free kicks these days, and maybe that's just a, a legacy of me having grown up during the eighties and nineties watching people <laughs> kicking the living shit out of each other. But how easily free kicks are given and bookings are handed out now for fairly innocuous stuff, and mm. it just seems to ruin a bit of the spectacle. But then you know we've always bitched and moaned at refs, haven't we? So it's just part and parcel of being a, a football tradition. fan. Yeah, <laughs> one, we should, one we should keep up. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In the second half of the show, then we will find out what's been said by the opposition fans, in this case, two lots, Palace and Brighton, which are, they should basically merge, shouldn't they? I think those two just have a new club. They hate each other. It's such a fierce, fierce in rivalry. Fact, they could, thinking about it, we could have Palace and Brighton and Crawley all merged down into one club to be based out of Crawley, couldn't we, halfway between the two? Yeah, I still don't understand the Palace and Brighton thing. Some, I, watched, I once watched. What's the motorway? Is, is, it the, it. is it the M23? And I think I found it so boring, I forgot. <laughs> is it the M23 that, that joins them? I don't in? know. I don't know. It, it's one of those weird rivalries. I think they hate each other. It goes back to a certain a particular game, I think, or something. But no one else cares, do they? No. <laughs> Truth but be told, it always gets put on on Monday Night Football. Does um, Brighton against Palace? It's one of those right. It's one of those games that I know. I'm aware there's a rivalry there, and they do hate each other. But I just can't bring myself to care. Like if no. it, if it was like you know, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Everton, Spurs, Arsenal. The sort of the kind of rivalries I can don't buy into as such. But you can kind of. You'd watch it probably if it was on on a on a Monday night. Whereas Palace Brighton, you just think it's, it, it's like, you, it's like you, you you sort it out yourselves. Yeah, it's like Gilling, Gillingham Blue Water or something, isn't it? Them <laughs> having a rivalry. I don't know. Yeah, it's like you just it's fine for you to have your rivalry. We don't expect anyone else. Let, to, let to Glenn Murray decide it, and then that's <laughs> exactly fine. Uh, right. Okay, let's get into the propaganda. Who's Ryan Franklin, and why do we need to know about him? He's a young YouTube boy from uh, who's a Brighton fan. Okay, and what is he annoyed about, or what is he happy about? <laughs> Uh, Mope. Yeah, I think we've probably got grounds to be annoyed about, given his you know inability to finish a football. Yeah, it's just him um, getting upset, essentially. Which is why we're here, isn't it? Exactly. I won't lie, witnessing Neil Mope miss a couple of sitters infuriated me. Yeah, really, really dumb my nutting, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I'm finding it hard to wrap my mind around the fact that we didn't get a goal, but I'm also finding it hard to understand as to why our own fans, Brighton fans, are, are booing at the end of the game. Like, are, are we all right? Boys, we're sat eighth in the Premier League. Do you know how class that is? That's so, so good for a team like us. But yes, don't get me wrong, it's infuriating. Yeah, it's disappointing to be stood out there just for a point, yeah, when we really did deserve three. But booing at the end of the game, like, come on, we're better than that. A team like us. The important words there. Yeah, yeah. Are, are people in Brighton Cockneys? I was going to ask about this. He sounds like he's from that West Ham fan channel. It's, 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 it's London by the sea, isn't it, is Brighton, I think. It's like Danny Dyer. He's <laughs> damn me natting, mate. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't understand what the Brighton accent is. 
necessarily. Well, from if this clip or what you've put here on the on the sheet is anything to go by, he thinks he's all right anyway. Would he, would he eat himself for breakfast? Maybe I don't know. I vlog every home game. Yeah, that I go to. I'm always there. Got the camera out. You can see me on TV sometimes. The camera's there, boys. I love capturing the moment. I love doing my match day vlogs. They're class. They're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you say so, pal. They're class, mate. Honestly. <laughs> you can see them on TV sometimes, which is why we all tune in as well. <laughs> oh, is that... Pause it. Pause Whoa, it. Wow, that's Ryan that Franklin. Him? Bloody hell, that's Ryan Franklin. He's... Have you seen his stuff? Class. <laughs> he told me himself. Uh, so the tale of them is they were just dead annoyed at not being able to score, which, you know, the counterpoint to our poor performance is that they couldn't score. And that to me is quite funny. Enoch on the door in the comments. Uh, last week, he mentioned about none of the players willing to take a shit outside of the box, uh, yeah. which was a tie for on his behalf. Um, and, and he was right. There was a lot of problems last week. Players weren't willing to take shots from outside the box. They were trying to walk it in. Uh, and as he says, now apparently no one wants to take a shit from six yards. Um, to be fair, Mope took a lot of shits throughout this game. Um, so <laughs> he, he did what he said. Yeah, I th- I, and I think that's the key thing, isn't it? They weren't really shots. They were more literal shits. Um, <laughs> that's together BHA uh, fan channel. It's a, it's a podcast, is that one? Actually, oh, is it? As opposed, to, as opposed to the YouTube. What's this podcasting? Is it going to catch on? Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure, really. If um, if what do you call him, Franklin, ever does one, it'd be, it'd be class. I'd look forward to and that. He'd be, he'd be there to tell us, wouldn't he? <laughs> he calls everyone. He's about. I don't know all these. He goes to games with his mum because <laughs> there's a clip of him in the stadium. He goes, "My mum could have scored that," and she sticks red in the side. But he calls everyone's son and boys, which I find weird. Having like a, a teenage lad calling me son <laughs> feels feels odd. Anyway, I think together BHA are an older sort of crowd. Yes, um, and they were annoyed about the ref because they thought Furpo should have been sent off, which, in fairness, I think we kind of agreed <laughs> nah. with. I can't believe that Furpo was still on the field at halftime because he didn't do anything. Yeah. He didn't do anything outrageous. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't just launching himself at the ball. But when you look back, not last year, I think, but the year before when Aaron Moy was sent off against Villa for those two yellow cards... Furpo committed. If that's if that's a if that's one of the you know if that's the barometer, Furpo committed like four yellow card offenses in that first half, or at least enough to get two. Last week we had the opposite problem, and the ref was blowing up for everything. What is going on here? Like I, I'm, we've been told time and time again that VAR would make this better, but I feel like week upon week, even if it goes in our favour, the refs are just less and less consistent every single week. Well, there was that one part where Trossard was just being held and hacked and his boot came off and he had to stop the game himself to actually have the ref stop play and just sort of stared at the linesman. Um, it's just so many stupid decisions. There, there was the, around 16 minutes or so, there was a free kick, what well, should have been a free kick for a foul on Lamptey outside the box. I just wrote down shit ref. Going back to the ref chat, it is just, it's the old <laughs> pastime, isn't it, of ref bashing? Because we bashed the ref for allowing Trossard to ref that incident. No, I think, I think, yeah, we did. But, <laughs> no, no, I think, yeah, we did. No, we did. <laughs> we were sort of making the same point, though, as they were, I think, in that... He was just waiting for someone to tell him what to do. Yeah, it? he was just, he wasn't in control of the game himself. He was like, oh, someone else, someone else just tell me when it's a free kick. I can't, I can't, I can't work it out myself. It's really difficult. <laughs> anyway, they thought we were shit. For a team that is supposed to work incredibly hard, Leeds seemed incredibly lazy at taking care of those wing packs. Leeds were ab- abject. 
they were horrendous. And we said before we we got on here that for me, I've not seen an opposing performance as lackadaisical as that since we played Watford. Like completely just didn't look like they could be bothered to be there, um, which is, you know, a weird thing to say about the the anointed Bielsa squad. Um, they were second to every single ball. They they didn't seem to ever want to actually press. Uh, and they only really ever got into the game when we sort of fell off a little bit around the 80th minute when our players were just exhausted. Hmm. Long game. Didn't beat us though, did you? <laughs> That's the important bit. Yeah, it's hard to find anything to particularly argue with. And he was right, in, I think, in saying that we picked out Harrison as well, didn't we, for not not helping out Furpo particularly in that game when, when he was very clearly getting destroyed every single minute of it. But yeah, they were, they were relatively reasonable, weren't they? Should we hit some angry Palace fans? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so who's this Tristan 03? Is he the third Tristan? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He was watching, doing a watch-along on a, on a sofa with... I, I don't know if it was his dad or... So, I'm sure at some points in this... Is it not his crew? In some points, I, I think he calls him dad, but then he gives him... Uh, there was another point where he called him by his name. Right. I don't know what's going on. Uh, do you call your dad by his by his name? I never have. No, but yeah. my my lad does. Sometimes he'll call me Daniel. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Just don't know why. Just to wind you up. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I hope I'm his father. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But this was the um, the Ben Teke missing, and he just doesn't want to hear. He, there's two. There's a nice little dynamic going on between them, and he's hit, he's seen Ben Teke miss, and he just doesn't want to talk about it or hear about it. <laughs> we do. Oh, he's missed it! Oh my days! Come on, there's a flipping sub. Oh, no. I can't even watch it again. Oh, this guy. This guy. Oh, bruv. That's Stop. it. No, no, no. Stop. Can you stop? You're not getting another chance like that again. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You will not get another chance like that again. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it, Dad. I swear to God. There's some brother and some dad in there. Is this sort of a holy trinity Jesus thing? <laughs> Who knows? He's, he's, try, he's trying desperately to say, that's it, we're not going to win now. And he's like, oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That noise that he made in the middle as well, that exasperated <gasps> noise. Yeah. Combusts. Yeah, great. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Eagle-eyed football. Now, we've got a number of clips from eagle-eyed football. And what is this? Is it a watch-along? Is it a fan channel? What's the what's the beef here? Yeah, it's a watch-along. There's There are, well, at points, at po- points someone pops up on this who sat in an Indian restaurant eating a curry, <laughs> which is great. He was only on for a few minutes. What, like on Zoom or something, or FaceTime? Yeah, or he's what? obviously just, he's got FaceTime in. You think, oh, he's, he's eating his tea, fair enough. Then you you can see in the background, you're like, he's obviously sat in a, <laughs> sat in a curry house. <laughs> and he's, he's called into this uh, this watch-along, which is quite good. But there's only really one bloke who talks on this. And he's a bit, he's a bit odd. He's sort of geeky. And I don't know if you've ever seen a guy called Alistair Green on Twitter. He does like funny little characters. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he reminds me of one of his characters. And he's, I don't know, there's something very like class geeky about him. And the way he delivers his lines and stuff, I found... Um, do you reckon you could take him? Do you know what? I wouldn't often say it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what's this opening clip? This is him. Well, the first couple, actually, are him criticising our physical style of play. Good. Sorry, sorry. I just want to remind Leeds, we're playing football. That's not an version. We're not playing rugby now. Someone's trying to go for a field goal. No, sir. We're playing, we're playing football. Yeah, you could have him. <laughs> <laughs> Modern football fans, you could take him. Right, go on then, second clip. You stood your ground, he, he says. Ah, lol. <laughs> lol, lol, okay. Sure, mate, yeah. sure, Cooper. You stood your ground, yeah. Let me just turn my body in and elbow Wilfred Zaha right in the gut. Yeah. Poor Wilfred. The whole world's against him, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone's against Wilf. 
Are these the Palace Ultras you were chatting about last night? <laughs> That'll be the ones. Yeah. yeah. That's just something about he said I mean he said lol in a bit of a mm. you know, it was, I mean you've mentioned before about our squad being good blokes and going for the pint test. Yeah. You go for a pint with him? Yeah. With him? <laughs> yeah. He's got blue air as well. And he's criticizing Yorkshire <laughs> folk. He's got blue air. Blue air. Blue air. Blue air. And he's, he's criticizing <laughs> us, is he? Not us in particular, but the people this of Yorkshire. Is why, this is why you want to take this bitch down, isn't it? It's Minion Man. He will now forever be called Minion Man. And he's got a missing tooth. Because of course he has. Because this is Yorkshire. Of course he's got a missing fucking tooth. Is it, is it a missing tooth or is it the gap? <laughs> it's Yorkshire. It's a missing tooth. Yeah, it's all like one big Hovis advert here, isn't it? Christ. Adam Farshaw had some teeth out, didn't he? He did. He sure he wasn't he just did. watching the football. Voluntarily um, as well, if the story is to be believed. Should have is... had some front ones out. <laughs> yeah. At the back, weren't <laughs> the ones you had go for the David Hopkins Yeah, look. just get yeah. a bit of... You don't get like a terrifying... Nobby Styles midfield enforcer with well, it's all, missing teeth anymore. It's all 4K Instagram and stuff like that these days, isn't it? You don't want to have some sort of terrifying, half-bald, wild-eyed man with no teeth. Do you? <laughs> like, uh, was it? we mentioned in the other half of it, was it Mad Kev we were saying? We were saying? Somebody who's known as Mad Kev in your midfield. That'd, exactly. inti- that'd intimidate Palace, wouldn't it? Right. He's, anyway. being, he's being quite cocky at, um, at this point anyway, and you'll, you'll hear his descent into anger as, yeah. we get, as, we go further, uh, as we go further on. But this is them reacting to Melier clearing it off the, well saving it on the line which by the way before we play the clip it's just delicious please don't go back and watch it and look at the angle behind the goal where you see Benteke running off to celebrate <laughs> go. Oh! Go. Oh! Oh! Go, goal line goal line no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was just shouting at things that he was seeing on the telly then wasn't he goal line goal line <laughs> that was good but then prior to the the penalty mm. Uh, Rafa is awarded man of the match by BT he's, yeah. not, he's not happy with that Ali McCoyce loves us though doesn't he he loves us right let's have a listen oh uh, Rafina man of the match uh, what excuse me excuse me uh, no get the fuck out of here Rafina is man of the match <laughs> we know how it ended <laughs> and it ended with a penalty <sighs> And a VAR decision. Should we enjoy this? This is going to be good, isn't the it? The unfolding of VAR decisions is it is quite pleasing when it's not happening to you. Can we just have a word? Should we we need to talk about the VAR VAR chant. Do we want to do it afterwards or get it out of the way now? It's hard, isn't it? Because it's a bit. It, it kind of goes a little bit back to what we were saying about the players need to complain mm. about it more. Mm. Referees are definitely influenced by stuff like that. Yeah, it is difficult because I, I hate, hate VAR. Yeah, and I hate the concept of it. I remember. Uh, I went to watch some games in America a few years ago where they had VAR before we had it in England and they mm. were chanting VAR, VAR and I thought I fucking hate this I'll never do this in my life <laughs> but we'll never have this at Leeds but look and at then the mo- they look all go up for the hand like VAR, VAR look, look at the moment it provided us with last night but if there's one thing we've learned about this is that we can be massive hypocrites yeah, exactly. I think it's I think maybe it's made worse by the fact that it is to the USA mm. USA yeah. song which has I don't know it, it had, American sport has got a sort of I don't know what's the, it's what's a his bit problem. WWE, isn't it? Yeah, with with English football fans, American sport is looked down upon, possibly rightly so, <laughs> for being you... a little bit a bit glitzy and mm. I don't know. Can we think of an alternative song we could do? I mean, it needs it needs a good, some swearing in it. Yeah, well, let's have a think about that. See if we can think <laughs> of one before the end of the show. Right, here's the clip. Oh no 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 no! Shut up! Don't you dare go to VAR! No 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 no! Sorry, I'm gonna shut up. But no no! Oh my god! Dare he shut? No, come on, come on, Kevin, friend, do me a favor. Go on, be my friend. I'll be your friend, Kev. Come on, Kev. Oh, oh it's, it's going to be a pen. Hang on, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Kevin, friend is hearing none I of this. 
it's, it's Kevin Friend is hearing none of it though. That's a pen. Rules it's going to be AR. It's going to be AR. Rules of the game. That's a pen. Oh my! He's going to VAR. He's going to VAR. It's a penalty, guys. It's going to be a penalty. Fucking hell! Well, fucking shit! Penalty <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> I love the bit in the middle of that where he's just trying to convince himself that Kevin Friend's not having any of it. No, 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 he's not. He's not. He's not. He and, is. And his mate on the stream's going. He's obviously seen the replay. He's like, "That's a pen. That's a pen." <laughs> yeah. Rules of the game. That's a pen. And the guy in the Indian restaurant like, chopping and chomping into a <laughs> poppadom or something. Like, I have no idea what's going on, lads. Oh, that was nice. Oh, beautiful. Anyway, we score. Yeah, we do. And he's really enjoying Rafinha's celebrations. This oh. is where he's he's tipped. <laughs> Fuck off, Rafinha. Fuck off, you <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> was that when he was dancing? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Can you recreate that for us? I, I, I'll let you. No, try. No, it's fine. Come on. It's fine. Play the game. Why don't you play the game? What did he do? He did, he did a little touch of the head, a couple on the boobies. That's it. And then... There's some groin touching, I think. I don't want to do that. Stuart Dallas Stuart did the, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> did the old groin touching, didn't he? Yeah. It's not just Rafinha no. being, being a character either. A character. It's the Leeds fans. Because if you do hear bleeps on these, by the way, that's the word that's being bleeped out. It's character. <laughs> it is the word character. Oh, these Leeds fans are being <laughs> The Leeds fans are being now. What a fucking bunch of <laughs> <laughs> He turned it into a song. Maybe that's what we could do for VAR. At one point as well, I've not got the, the clip in there, but someone in, in the YouTube comments <laughs> asks if he likes Rafinha, and he goes, no, I don't like him! Gets really cross about that too. Um, oh, dear me. But yeah, he's, um, so he's annoyed about us then, and then in this next clip, he seems to be having a go at Leeds fans for not singing and right. saying how great the Palace fans have been. Yeah, and they weren't. No. we did. We, they piped up a couple of times, but they weren't out singing us, if, that, if that's what the implication is, which I think it is, isn't it? You only sing when you're winning. Sing when you're winning. You only sing when you're winning. Funny how we've been sing- out singing them all game. I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking for that fucking crouching. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got that some... crouching character being Bielsa, I presume. Yeah, I think it's because he's got some sort of thing where the TV, if it shows Bielsa crouching or sat in his bucket, he has to drink or something. Oh, there's a drinking okay. game, is that But right? then by the end, he's furious and he's not playing anymore. It's quite a bleak clip, that, just to start a bit of boy on his own singing. You only <laughs> sing when you're winning, watching his team get beat on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and when we did. But yeah, they, in the cop, I can genuinely say you barely heard them at yeah, all. They piped up a couple of times. They did a CPFC song that I heard from over in the East, but other than that, no. Which is to be expected when there's, you know, 34,000 Leeds fans there and there were 1,400 of them, as I mentioned last night. So, yeah. fine, shut up. Maybe maybe they did well relative to their pathetic numbers abroad. <laughs> well, that was enjoyable, wasn't it? It's always nice when, when something like that that feels like such a deep injustice, even though they all know it was a penalty, even though they all know you've just got to take it on the it, chin. I mean, anything that's in the last minute, it does sting, doesn't it? It, it really hurts, yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean we can't laugh at it. No, and that's why we're here. Some, you know what? Some weeks, the joke's on us, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you've just got to... It has been quite a lot of weeks. You've got to take the rough with the smooth on these things. Yeah, totally. I think... I think um, I think it was Moscow on a podcast ages ago. It was like because people were saying, "Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't laugh at this." It's like, yeah, of course you should. Yeah, laugh. That's the whole point of it. Exactly. When you you've got to take it when you win, take it when you lose. You gear it out when you win. Yeah, and it's fine. And we, at the end of the day, it's just a game of football. We spent sixteen years, fifteen, sixteen years taking loads of shit and just having to suck it all up. So now, <laughs> now is the time when <laughs> we get the merest hint of anything we can gloat about, and we should do exactly. Right then, into the wider world of propaganda now then. So not necessarily Leeds-related, but this is the other stuff that's been going on in the world. Mm. Um, what have we got? Well, Hecky back in management. It's not what you think. It's not. This clip. 
because it'll come. It'll come, don't worry. Is he? Because obviously he's manager of Sheffield United now. He's going to be doing a lot of pre and post match interviews. Yep. With ball, without ball yep. work. He doesn't say, I was watching um, a training session that he'd put on because Sheffield United shared this on their official YouTube channel, which I'm quite surprised at because it's quite, um, you'll hear some of the language in it. It's, uh, it's a bit fruity. It's quite fruity for a, yeah. for a club a club YouTube channel, but he doesn't mention with ball, without ball. Right. But you can just hear the, the way his sessions go and maybe all training sessions what, are like this. Is this. This is the man who paved the way for Bielsa to succeed at Leeds, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I watched it and I heard it and I thought, it's no wonder the Leeds players didn't listen to him. Right, let's have a listen. Boys, one thing that's to f***ing change. Rian. Reese, we lose a f***ing ball, we win it back. Saving that f***ing square. It's about your reactions. We're all going to f***ing lose the ball. We're going to f*** up every day. Not bothered. Win the ball back. Get playing. Go change. Love it, Reese. Different pass. Good, Rian. Change. In your last eight seconds. Good night. Yes! Brilliant! Here we go! Here we go! It sounded to me like they were doing some work initially there with the ball, mm. and then um, when they lost it, they weren't bothered, and at that moment, they were without the ball. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and tried to get it back. Mm. Mm. They've got four years of that, haven't they? Four and, four and a half, four and yeah. half, I think. He's not seen out that contract, is he? <laughs> no. I did. I know he won his first game, didn't he, actually, but when he was appointed I did look briefly for the relegation odds because I thought if anyone can <laughs> Paul can sadly, sadly that division's just a bit something about that I know we're Yorkshire folk some, just something about that voice it's just not inspirational is it it's not it's not making you get out of bed on a morning and go oh, I can't wait to get to work to be inspired by the boss this morning to be yelled at <laughs> by an idiot anyway right. uh, it, it, ball without wall it will make a return yeah because he can't resist can no, he no, it, it can only go so long right Mr Miami now who is Mr Miami remind me we've had him before haven't we yeah he was the Wolves bloke who was doing the tour of Leeds um, he went for a Covid what, test what was, what's his catchphrase it's, you know that's right you know that's right that's the one yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say it much in this alright because he's, uh, he's he's going for a Covid test yep and it's got a, a nice ending oh we've all been Covid testing ourselves haven't we as well we, we should have. say so we're all disease free. Well, the ones we know about anyway. It's been a few days I ain't been feeling too good. So I called that 111 number that y'all got in the UK and they say, hey, book yourself in and go get you a goddamn Corona test. So here I go. So I took myself down to my local testing spot. I can't lie. I was nervous as hell. Everybody greeted me. They made me sanitize. I looked at the instructions Then I had to blow my nose. I wasn't prepared to put anything down my throat like this. I didn't think it was going to be this damn bad. I even had to do it all over again because the first swab got too wet. I can't lie. Sam really helped me out because the countdown made me understand how time was really going. I just couldn't believe I had to put the same thing in my nose that was in my mouth. Then it was time to bag it and tag it, baby. One thing I'm going to always do is smile. I looked across the street and saw Greg's and I was like, I got to have some. No, I got me a ride beater and a couple sausage rolls and some yum-yums. I did not expect to get a positive result. God damn. <laughs> it's the stuff like the Ribena and the yum-yums and stuff, the really British part of it all. He's, gone into, he's also gone into Greg's with COVID, clearly, right. because mm. afterwards he's been like, oh, I was positive. And after he's just... You know that's after right. After he's just admitted to going into Greg's. <laughs> but then when he's going... <laughs> I did not expect it to be so bad. <laughs> What, the, the sound of a man gagging. The first swab was too wet as well, he said, oh. which was gross. What, what is his YouTube channel? Is this meant to be a Wolves YouTube channel? Well, he was 
I think he started, he's a TikTok person, but then you, Wolves got him doing stuff on the YouTube channel for, right. for their away games. He'd do like a little tour of cities and stuff, who they were playing away. So we're like, yeah, the Leeds one, he went to the Thackeray Medical Museum. He went to get afternoon tea. Um, what else was he doing? It was good. I enjoy him. Spreading COVID by the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spreading COVID all over <laughs> Greg's in Wolves. At Wolverhampton. I so. just coughed on the yum-yums. You know that's right. <laughs> Right, let's um, close out the show then with some Steve Nichol, or not, a variation of Steve Nichol. Mm, we've laughed at Steve Nichol enough. Who, ESPN pundit, hilariously doom-mongering view on life, hates football, hates joy. Does it, like making fun of his wife, though. Yeah. Is it his wife or someone else's wife that he set fire to the, her hair? It was someone else's wife. Yeah, that was a, it was a, was it some sort of party at Liverpool or something, yes. wasn't it? Was it Glenn Hussain's wife? Or something like that? <laughs> I can't remember. I remember. Yeah. He set someone's hair, someone's yeah. wife's hair For a fire. laugh. So this, this is a man who clearly hates the mundane, likes to play... <laughs> With danger. But Tor- someone um, torches it, women's hair. It was kind of an open QA thing on ESPN and someone asked him if he could say purple burglar alarm. Right. And he can. Yep. But he said his wife couldn't. Uh, so they rang a purple burglar alarm. That is quite a purple burglar alarm. Yeah. It's, 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 in the Scottish it's quite difficult. But yeah, they just they ring up his wife. And they're, <laughs> they're like some schoolboys doing a prank call, which I really enjoy. He needs like his own spin-off channel. Is it Dodgeball where they have ESPN eight, the Ocho or whatever, where they're showing the Dodgeball <laughs> tournament? We need ESPN Nickel, don't we? A special channel. Let's have a listen. You can't even see it. Let's get on We've the had this before. She says it. Honestly. Oh, could you want to call yeah, her? Call up? her up. No. Let's call her. No. Let's see. What could possibly go wrong? That's good to see Burglar uh, Alarm. Uh, right. Here we go. Eleanor, can you um, see Alarm? I know what to say, Stephen. All right. I've got nothing to do with this. Hello? Can you say Burglar Alarm for us, please, Eleanor? Could you imagine having tea around their house? That is good though. I like it as well that he's going, Yeah, not to say, Stevie. You do the talking, you do the talking. Say this. I didn't even say hello to her either. Just like straight into Eleanor, say this. We demand. She does as well without question. Bless her. See, you could ask her to say smoke alarm, but we've had them all taken out because I set fire to her hair all the time. Oh, dear. Well, is that it for propaganda for this week, then? Yeah, I'll do. Good. Right. Well, we've got more propaganda. Brentford, do they have propaganda channels? Be sotted. Ah, yes. And that might be it. I'm not sure. They'll have some American spin off thing, won't they? Bees TV or something. Someone will, there'll be another one. Or a bus stop in Hounslow or something. That feels like it should be because that's mm. their kind of badge of honour, isn't it, that they wear? That's what Chelsea sing about them. Um, so we will. Uh, I can't believe Chelsea sing anything about them, to be perfectly honest. Um, Why are they bored? Fair point. Fair point. Um, we might sing some stuff about them, though, on Sunday. We'll find um, some Thomas Frank stuff to talk about, if nothing else, I'm sure. Yes, indeed. Right, so we'll return more propaganda in the wake of the Brentford game on Sunday. So we'll record that next Tuesday. It's all, it's all been thrown in the air, hasn't it, by this, this silly midweek game, which I really, really enjoyed under the lights. <laughs> but that late night finish, yes, we can do without that. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll return soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 